This is the Wildflower Bee Farm Report for Sunday, August 16th, 2020. This is a podcast that we put out uh, pretty much every week during the season. Now, this week I'm going to do a quick review of a few of the hives. Then I'm going to ask the question, when is helping too much helping? And should we just let nature take its course, whether it's beekeeping or any other type of endeavor? Talk a little bit about late swarms. And finish off talking about uh, our use of smoke when we have to get into a hive. Number one, just review of some of the hives. So the probably the most surprising um, thing on the farm is the spruce grove beehive. That's we we're talking this morning. It's pretty much in the dark. It, it, obviously, light comes in during the day, but there's no direct sunlight. Um, we had cut out a sort of an area with a chainsaw within a group of spruce trees and the north side's protected with a mound of dirt so it's quite protected it's a single deep on a on a skid and the bees are thriving and it'll be interesting to see how they handle the winter uh, but no one really does this because uh, conventional thinking is that the entrance to the beehive should be facing the sun so that they warm up early and they can get to work early in this case, uh, this beehive is always, always uh, bearding. There's so many bees. Uh, we used it for one split that's doing incredibly well, uh, where we uh, had a queen cell um, put in it, so it's doing exceptionally well. So it's, it's really uh, surprising. We look, I look forward to getting the um, monitoring equipment where we can put a monitor inside the top of the hive and keep track of it throughout the winter. So it's an interesting sort of development the um, top bar hives are all doing well uh, they uh, the swarm is uh, really busy and all the other hives as well uh, only one of our log hive swarms uh, stayed and uh, that that hive is really prolific they're they're just uh, gathering all of the pollen and nectar that they can on the farm right now we have a little bit of goldenrod starting out we still have a incredible amount of sweet white clover uh, the crimson clover starting to come into full bloom, and the hairy vetch as well. And there continues to be wildflowers and some ulcic clover on the hedge rows uh, coming out. So there's a significant amount of variety and, uh, you know, uh, significant flow for them right now. So let's talk about the help or not to help. So this, this week uh, I wanted to look at a, a three hives that we had uh, placed queen cells in. Uh, to see, because they, the, the, they didn't seem to be very active and it had been, you know, a month. So the thought was there should be some activity, there should be some buzz, you know, when there's a new queen, they get excited and, and so forth. But these were kind of very lackluster luster hives. So when I opened them up, um, and at wildflowerbeefarm.com, there's a video of the first, uh, first time I did this, I, I opened up a small nuke we had built. Uh, sorry, we had put together. It was a it was an, a rather old nuke, as far as the wood goes, some 80-year-old nuke. So it was pretty much falling apart. Went through the five frames, and it was beautiful honey. They had made um, comb on two of the top bars, but there were absolutely no eggs, no brood. There was no queen, obviously. So then the thought was, well, here's what we can do. If I leave it, eventually um, the bees will will pass because there's no new ones the rob will get the the hive will get robbed and other bees will come in or wasps or other um 
pollinators or those that like honey will come in. Perhaps even a mouse will move in. And that's what happens with nature. But then I got to thinking, well, at what point do you step in and try to help? Because there's a number of things as a bee helper we could do. And so I decided to help them. And this is where afterwards I was thinking about maybe I should have just left it alone and just watched what happened because sometimes as humans we get way too involved, we end up messing up things. So you'll see at wildflowerbeefarm.com, if you remember, I took the hive over to another hive and uh, that had a, a queen. Surprisingly, it was a later split, um, and it had a queen. Um, and so I combined hives with the newspaper method. But my question about the whole issue is, when as humans should we stop and let nature take its course? Because th the problem is, as a, as a bee helper, it's very painful when you lose a hive. And even though the world says, um, you know, we're probably going to lose 30% or more of our hives this winter, hopefully fewer, but you don't know. It could be 50%. It could be 100 We could be starting all over again next year. The question is, when should you just leave it alone? So I proceeded to look at the two other hives, and sure enough, they also, the ones that I thought um, didn't have a queen, did not have queens, and so we had to um, um, transfer them over. The one, the one hive that I thought did not have a queen, one other one actually did, which really surprised me. So on that day, I took the strategy of helping all these hives. And I'm going to watch, and perhaps next year, when we face this again, or if we have a hive right now that suddenly seems to be queenless, which I don't see because the hives are because the hives are all thriving, that we will leave it alone and let nature take its course. So sometimes it's a dilemma, and we see this in our world and other endeavors, when to help or not to help, and sometimes helping can make things worse. We have a number of, uh, point two, late swarms. We have a number of uh, hollowed-out logs still on the trees without any um, type of you know, with, without any type of activity. There's scouts that continue to go in and have a look, but we, we wonder, I wonder about late swarms because if you Google late beehive swarms, you'll find out that most of them say they never survive, and I'm not sure about that. I wonder why would they swarm then. So if we should have some late swarms, and I think we, we may have a couple uh, within the next two weeks, what does happen, the hive that is uh, the main hive where they're leaving, or the home hive, then creates a new queen. So there's a new queen going into the winter, which is um, probably a, a healthy thing if that queen can actually get fertilized and uh, be able to, um, to continue. On the farm here, because we have so much nectar and pollen with the clovers and then now with goldenrod, we will be stock full of nectar and pollen until frost sometime in October probably. So I think there's probably a significant amount of nectar and pollen for them to be able to hopefully build up enough to survive the winter, but we'll keep track of that. So I'm, I'm okay with late swarms. I know many times they say you should try to stop bees from swarming, but we will never do that here at the Wildflower Bee Farm because if bees want to swarm, then that's what they're going to do. So late swarms are okay. I'm just not sure if they're going to survive. The final point has to do with uh, using a smoker. And, and when I started in beekeeping just three or four years ago, there was a great deal of discussion about, well, you know, smoking's tough on bees and so on. And some people talk about spraying them with sugar water or some other kind of uh, endeavor. But when you look at the science behind it, the smoking makes a great deal of sense. And it's, been, it's, it's gone on for centuries. The reason being is when you provide some smoke to the bees, it 
it eventually settles them down because they, their instincts tell them to gorge on honey because they could be on fire in case they have to leave and create a home somewhere else. And when bees gorge themselves with honey, they are very happy, just sort of like humans on Thanksgiving after they've had a turkey. So the bees are very comfortable. They also can't sting as easily when their stomachs are full. So it's, it's, it's really a good thing. And I've noticed when I haven't used a lot of smoke and then you put the, the lid back on or a cover back on, you crush some bees because they're there. They, it's hard to get them out of the way even if you use a brush and try to brush them away. So smoke helps clear the area, if you will, so that you don't crush the bees. I think it also helps in pushing the queen away from where you're working. So sometimes I will smoke a bit more than some people think. But my goal is I don't want to crush a queen because if you crush a queen, that's basically the death of a hive. The most important thing, I think, is not to go into a hive unless you have to. So we really limit, I limit the amount of times I go in. It may be to add something to help with the mites, mite problem, as we did recently. It may be to check and see if there's a queen, as we had to do this week, to then make the decision to help them or leave them be. I, I probably could have left them be and just... You know, in October, just taking the empty hives back and put them away for the winter because those bees would all be gone, and so would the honey be uh, gone to other other hives or other predators. So, so that's sort of the issue on smoke. I believe smoke's a good thing. I'm not concerned about it. I'm going to try to be better at it and strategically at it, and um, and just to make sure they're okay when we put the material back because, you know, with our bee suits, and I, I also believe, you know, you see a lot of beekeepers who who go in in shorts and, you know, may have a veil on, no, no gloves, short sleeve shirts. I just find for myself, I want to be fully protected because bees are unpredictable. And if I have any anxiety, that's transferred over into the bees. So the smoke isn't really about protecting me because I, th they can't get to me. Although this week, if you, if you watch the um, wildflowerbeefarm.com uh, blog, you'll see that in the video blog, I actually got stung through my gloves, which is a bit strange. Um, so if they want to get you, I guess they will. Um, but generally speaking, if you're fully decked out, they're not going to hurt you. So the smoke is about helping the bees, and I just want to make sure you thought about that. And Because that's also a little bit of a dilemma when we help them. The best is not to have to go into the hive and open it up, because that's a very, you know, it's a very frustrating thing if you suddenly had to do that. Just a final comment, too, on the... Um, combining the hives it's very important in this newspaper method basically what happens is you put a piece of newspaper between the hive boxes when you join them together so that by the time the bees work through the paper the smells and the pheromones and everything have have become you know more common and they're less likely to fight or hurt each other and and i'll keep you posted next time on how that worked out Again, I'm Henry from the wildflowerbeefarm.com. Uh, check us out on the webpage, and if you want to become a member, we'd appreciate your support. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you next time.